Welcome back to part two of our chat with Wayne Parnell. Uh, this episode, Wayne talks about his decision to sign a Colpac deal in England, along with his experiences in the IPL and his love for Caribbean and Pakistan cricket. Here's part two of Wayne Parnell. Here comes Wayne. Darts oh, a cracker! Polaris missile honing in and off. Poland does the D. There we go, the perfect Yorker. Well, you signed a Colpac deal uh, with Worcestershire in 2017. Uh, just tell us about that decision to give up the national team for, for I think it was a three-year deal. Uh, just tell us about giving up the national team for, for that amount of time and, and what made motivated you to make that move. Yeah, so it was... So, um, to like lead, uh, leading up to that, um, I was playing for South Africa, you know, playing mostly white ball cricket. I played a lot of test match. I was kind of like, I'm in the white ball setup, and then uh, I think I went to Canada to go play in the um, Global T20 there. And then Moeen Ali spoke to me about coming to play some T20 cricket for Worcestershire first. Um, so I was like, okay, cool, let me, let me go. And I got there, and I think it was within like the first weekend of it. I think we played like three games, we won all three games. I, I did all right, and then the, the bowling coach was like, listen, would you be interested inside a cold pack? So I was like, you know, I wouldn't say no, but it's not really something I'm looking at now. Because obviously the World Cup was in like um, the year after as well. Two years, yeah. No, mm-hmm. uh, two, yeah. Year, two years after, 2019, right? Then I was like, you know what? There's a World Cup coming up. If I if I do okay, I stay fit, I'll probably be in the 15-man squad. Um, and it's a good time to then kind of try and, you know, win the World Cup. And then I kind of like went back and forth and I was like, you know what? I think my, my son was born as well. Oh, was it uh, 2018 actually? Right. Um, my, son, my son was born and then I was like, you know what? I think like with him being born, it just put a different perspective onto like everything, right? So even cricket, life in general. So now I thought to myself, you know, if I, if I sign a call back, I'm going to be in the UK for six months. The other six months, I'll either be in South Africa or, you know, try and play in uh, one or two T20 leagues, so I'll have more structure with my life, and I can I can watch my son grow up as well, and I can spend time with my family more. Because when you're playing in a national team, right? You, I mean, you kind of know the schedule of like where you're gonna be, but you also don't always know like if you're gonna be part of the of the actual squad going to any particular series, or they might rest you, or you know might say like we want to try something different. So there's a lot of uncertainty and. So I think that that was kind of the, the big factor with with me signing the callback. I was sort of like, you know what, I'm going to have a period of six to seven months where I'm in the UK for either pre-season and the actual season. Then the rest of it, I'm either back home in South Africa. And again, like that structure really appealed to me. Um, so that, that was kind of the, the biggest reason. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to be playing cricket and I love playing cricket. So whether I'm playing for South Africa or playing county cricket, I'm going to be doing something that I really love. Obviously, you know, the um, prestige of playing international cricket is not going to be there, but ultimately what's important, you know, when I'm done playing cricket in like 10 years' time or whatever, like, are people even going to know who Wayne Parnell was? You know what I mean? So, like, whereas I'm going to have a family still. Um, So that stuff kind of made the decision a lot easier, I guess, Um, and also, yeah, I just found like, you know, it's a, a different challenge. Um, 
let me let me just give it a go. Yeah, well, uh, that's your personal story, but there seems to be a lot of South Africans uh, who have Colpac deals in England and um, they're mm. playing over there full time. And is it something that cricket South Africa are doing to push these players away, or is it just more, I guess, lucrative or, or personal in like in your case? Yeah, I think there's a a few different factors. I think financially you can't compare it. I mean, um, would it be a similar structure of playing domestic cricket? Um, and financially, you're going to be earning close to a, to an international cricketer in terms of the actual um, contract, right? So from a financial point of view, and also like, I think some guys are like, you know what, I've played like one or two games in South Africa, like I'm probably not going to play. Let me Let me do this. Because uh, like I obviously mentioned earlier, it's, like the player doesn't always have the final say. Like, for instance, if you're a, a wicketkeeper batsman in South Africa now, how difficult is it to play for South Africa? You've got Quentin de Kock who yeah. is in charge. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. like, if if for some reason you manage to play like a test match or play the handful of um, things to uh, ODIs to qualify for the obviously now callbacks are done, but if you had the opportunity to like qualify for it, why would you not do it? Because mm-hmm. I mean, this is a career, you know, you play, you love the game, but you're also earning a salary at the at the end of the month. So why not try and maximize that where you're still playing cricket, you're just playing in a different country and you, you're potentially earning more. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like for me the sad thing is when like players come out and they and they use different um reasons, you know, say like, oh the system this and you know, the opportunities and and for some guys, yes, it was a lack of opportunities. So, like, if that's the reason, cool. You can see it with certain guys. Uh, but with other guys, it's like, you know what? I'm going to earn double what I earn in South Africa. Why would I not do it? You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, players can't come out and say that. Yeah. Like, you, you can't have a player saying, like, you know what? I signed a call pack because I'm going to be earning two or three times more than what I earn playing domestic cricket in South Africa. So that's why I'm doing it. You know, because then people will be like, oh, you're greedy. But if you're a, a doctor, right, and, and you work in Australia, you're earning whatever. If there's an yes. opportunity for you to go work in Timbuktu to earn two or three times more, are you not going to consider it? Exactly right, mm-hmm. yeah. You, you, do you think that the um, the health authorities in South Africa, in um, Australia are going to be like, hey, you guys are not loyal to this country because you're taking your expertise to Timbuktu? You're like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm also gonna uh, I'm gonna be able to help my family financially. You know what I mean? So that's right. They're like different, way- and it's a very sensitive topic because like so many players have signed callbacks over the last what like fifteen twenty years. Yeah. Um, and there's obviously again there's so many different reasons why why people do it, um, and some of them you you can't really say. But yeah, if if players do it and like they they do it for the right reasons, and also ultimately, I mean, the sad thing for South African cricket is that. It's a lot of good, like good players, and they helping the English system because they're obviously making it a bit stronger. Um, I think that's the one sad thing for for players here because you obviously like I think obviously from next season it'll be different because most of the guys will come back. But prior to that, you would have lost like fifteen players, like fifteen good players, like guys who played international cricket. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the like tricky part, and I mean, there's there's always going to be issues. Definitely. All right, Wayne, we'll get into uh, the more uh, sort of culture, cult, sort of pop culture questions. 
Uh, what is your favourite movie and favourite TV show of all time? My favourite movie is Face Off. I don't know if you, if you guys even know that Never movie. You guys might be too young. <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Nicolas Cage and uh, John Travolta. Just do yourself a favour yeah. and watch it. All right. yeah, okay. I reckon that's like number one. Not, not, actually, my number one and number two are like really close. The other one is Con Air with Nicolas Cage as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big Nicolas big Cage. Fan. Fan. <laughs> yeah. It's just those two. They're like really good movies. They're like, oh, I think they came out in the 90s. Uh, like in the late 90s so you guys might might have been in diapers nah, I've never heard of either of them um, no I've heard of Con Air I, don't, I haven't heard of the yeah, first Con one yeah Con Air like both of them really really good uh, TV series I don't really have like a favourite one they're like a few that I, I enjoy but I, I can't say like you know what if I if I had to go back like I would watch this particular one yeah okay um, are you watching anything specifically on Netflix at the moment I'm watching a few different things actually I've just I've finished um the one uh, yeah, okay. and then I'm watching Kingdom with Nick yeah. Jones it's actually pretty pretty good he's actually quite a good actor um I watch a couple of things with my wife as well yeah. just, I just kind of like walk into the into the living room and she's watching something and I just sit down and watch that um I think it's I think it's called Genie and Georgia or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, Genie I've heard Georgia. of that. Yeah, yeah I've heard yeah, of that. Yeah, that, it's, it's, quite, it's quite good. It's quite funny. Um, yeah, I've actually watched like a few things. And then obviously like sports dockies as well. Yeah, I kind of like yeah. that. You would have seen um, the, uh, the Last Dance with Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh. literally like, what, what, what did you guys think of it? I thought it was fantastic. Because obviously you guys are like, you like more... Like you guys wouldn't really know about Michael Jordan. No, you you know who he is. Like, yeah. you'd be like, oh, this guy is this guy. But well, like, what what do you guys think of it? Oh uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Like you talk about that. Like from from our perspective in Australia, you look at the NBA and you, the only sort of real yeah. exposure you get from it or the back, the sort of backstage stuff from it is in movies how you got these superstars driving to training in Lamborghinis and yeah. they get home and there's the, they've got all these sort of girlfriends and mistresses and this, that and the other and they've got yeah. all the money they can spend. But to actually sort of take you inside a, a championship winning team with, with one of the greatest athletes of all time, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic, yeah. yeah. I'll be honest, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I need to get well. on it. Yeah, oh, I've been, no. I know, I've been this. <laughs> I know, I've been. My missus is making me watch The Crown, so I've got to get that, <laughs> that first. Uh, oh, yeah, I've actually watched that as well. Yeah, actually, yeah. Like a, a lot of that shot here in South Africa. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. A lot of it, like, I think, uh, like, around Cape Town as well, like, they were quite, well, that's what I heard. Yeah, it looks um, like a beautiful place. Yeah, mm. they actually shoot like, like shoot a lot of series and stuff out there. Yeah, unreal. Um, and also, do you read? And if so, are there any specific books that, that you enjoy reading? <laughs> I don't really. I, I've actually challenged myself to start reading um, a bit more. And I mean like books, like not articles about like sports. <laughs> um, I, I, I started reading um, The Shoe Dog. It's a the story about you know how Nike started and all of that. Um, oh, right. It's quite yeah. interesting. Actually, it's really, it's really good. Um, and I think when I'm done with that, I'm going to challenge myself to uh, read something fiction, <laughs> fiction based. Like, okay. My my wife actually bought me a, a book by uh, Stephen King. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. So my, when I was like young, my mom used to like read all his books. Um, I, I've just watched like most of his movies, but yeah. um, she used to read like all his books and stuff. And uh, my wife was like, well, you should maybe try and read a, a book and then, you know, it would probably make, hopefully give me a new perspective. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you, do you guys read much? Uh, <laughs> not particularly. Um, you guys, like that's the thing like with, you know, um, you guys are obviously a bit younger than me, so like, I I, I think I'm still quite trendy, um, but it's it's so different because like you guys are into so many different things yeah. than like what, what I was when I was you know um, a bit younger. I listen to a lot of podcasts actually, yeah. just uh, on the way to. I don't know, different places. Is that, like, is that how you like reading? Yeah, that's my version of reading. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, I could, yeah. uh, it's quite funny. I could, um, so I'd read a lot of sort of non-fiction books, like a lot of autobiographies. Yeah. Like I read a book yeah, on, yeah. on Terry Jenner, who was, uh, who was Shane Warne's yeah. bowling coach, which was very good. I actually really oh, enjoyed right. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, all the sort of fiction books, like most of them turn into movies nowadays. So yeah. yeah, but now that now that podcasts are a thing, like a lot of the sort of autobiographies are turned into podcasts. So, uh, yeah. yeah. What's your what? What are your like favorite ones? Uh, Obviously, your guys' ones were one of the better ones. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I tend to yeah. You don't have to <laughs> don't have to say that. A lot of uh, get, get on it. <laughs> um, we we like the the great cricketer. Yeah, yeah they're hilarious. Great cricketers. Yeah, I love listening to them. Yeah, um, um, Howie Games, you know Mark Howard, who's an Australian broadcaster, yes, yes, does yes, a yeah, yeah. D- does his own podcast and talks to a lot of yeah. a lot of athletes, which is really good. All yeah. oh, right, yeah, I've been yeah get- he's, he's he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah, I've been getting he's uh, a really good broadcaster. He's great. Mm. Yeah, um, you guys have to send me some. Yeah, yeah, we'll send, send some through links. for sure. We'll are there you. any? Are there any other than? I'd like to think you'd add this the Don't Bowl Air podcast to your to your list of podcasts. But are there any other ones that that you like to listen to? Um, actually, my my wife has a podcast um, which is really good. What's that called? Um, uh, you just literally type in type in uh, baked baked <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she. She'll she, like I'm I'm on one of the episodes. Funny enough, yeah, yeah. Um, after the she, she tries to get like people who are kind of just normal people, but who are doing like cool things yeah. and okay. all different topics. So you know, you're, you're not just trying to get people who um, you like won't have access to. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's literally like Joe Blogs from down the road who started, you know, this franchise of let's say coffee shops, for instance, and now it's like all over South Africa and like. Just kind of get into it, like how you started it, and like just kind of interesting things. And it's really cool because it kind of connects on like a everyday type of level, where it's like I could probably bump into this person like down the road, and I could probably chat to them. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh, and yeah. Not know that this person, like you know, has done all this cool things. Yeah. So I think that's that's a nice thing about like podcasts as well. It's like it's it's a nice like informal chat. Yeah. And you can find out like, so many cool things about, about people. Mm. Yeah, mate, it's, uh, it's unreal and uh, good on your wife for, for getting on, getting up and, and starting something. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I'll send, I'll send you the link. Yeah, yeah please, do it. please, we'll, do. we'll definitely give it a listen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get a bit more serious again. Um, you've got an incredible list of T Twenty achievements and uh, played in lots and lots of teams all around the world. Um, it take yeah. me ages to name more, but um, you've been, you've also been lucky enough to play in the IPL. So what? What goes through your head when you're in the IPL auction, and uh, is it a sense of relief when you get, or when you finally get picked up? 
by a team? Um, yeah, so it's, it's weird because like the the first time I got picked up, I think it was in 2010 with um, Delhi Dead. It was actually ended up not playing for them because I got injured in the first like weekend with like tall tendons in my um, groin. Jeez. Um, but that was like, that was weird because like, you're kind of expecting to like get picked up, but you don't know by who. And you get picked up, and it's like cool. Obviously, you go there, and it's like now it's just this mix of like all international players and players from all different parts of the world, and then like all these um, local Indian players as well, international and like domestic players. So that was cool. And then like I had the three years with um, Pune Warriors after that. Like that was really cool. Like I met and spend time with like so many different characters from like all around the world um i mean a couple of aussie guys were there actually funny enough uh, actually a lot of aussie guys were there <laughs> um i had steve smith was there uh mitchell marsh tim Payne was there um callum ferguson who i played with at worcestershire a couple of years after that yeah um, really really good guy um james faulkner came out uh, came out there as well um and then we had a couple of we had Jesse Ryder was there, um, Jerome Taylor. So it like good, like good pros. Um, and it was it's just such a nice experience. Like the whole IPL thing is like it's full on because it's like eight or, eight or nine weeks, and you like you fly because India's a big country, right? It's a massive oh. country, and you fly like every other day, and it's like it's it's quite taxing as well, like yeah. physically and like mentally as well, because obviously because they love cricket so much, like you're surrounded by people who want your attention like every single day. And it might seem bad because like sometimes you like finish a game late, like midnight, one like one AM, get back to the hotel. You obviously can't sleep straight away. So you like have a shower, you like try and chill out. You might get to bed at like three AM in the morning and then like the next morning at like nine AM you gotta you gotta leave to go to the airport. So you're like Jeez. tired, you haven't slept. You're physically tired. And then you get to the airport and it's like all these people just wanna because they're so happy to see you, and like sometimes you just gotta suck it up and like just be, just try and like be and be like you know what, I've got an hour flight, I'm gonna try and sleep on the on the plane. But then you get on the plane and there's like a couple of other people there wanted like so. <laughs> I think like you know sometimes for certain players it can get a bit much. Um, you know it can get grumpy like because like I said. They just literally want to see you and like say hi or take a picture with you and stuff like that. But yeah. The whole experience of the IPL and, and all the other um, leagues around the world is really cool because, again, like you're going into a different country, into a different space, different culture, um, and that's cool because for me, like I really like learning about other people and about other cultures and other countries and seeing how other countries operate. Um, that's something that I find fascinating. So, like for me, having gone to all these different places is really cool and it's like something I probably took for granted because I didn't know how much I actually enjoyed it <laughs> um, but as I get older like uh, I'm like you know what like like people like eat curry for instance and I'm like you know what you think you've had nice curry in like your best restaurant in your city but like have you had curry from India yeah. in <laughs> India no you haven't like I've had it so like that's a cool thing you know what I mean Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's like things you can like brag about <laughs> <laughs> for sure mate most of it uh, you talk about going to other countries and you enjoy seeing different cultures and whatnot. Um, you, I read that you always dreamed of playing in Pakistan and you've also got a special connection to the Caribbean 
Um, explain what they both mean to you and why. Yeah, so um, in, I think it was 2010 um, when I had the, the groin injury. So I ended up missing the T20 World Cup, uh, which was in the Caribbean. And I think South Africa had a full tour there afterwards as well. So I, was, uh, I probably would have gone to, to all of those and obviously missing out on all of that and having heard about how cool the Caribbean is and all the people that have been there. And a lot of the, um, West, the ex-West Indian pros used to come play out in South Africa um, in the like early 90s and stuff, in the early 2000s. So like me growing up as a youngster, like I used to see all these like squads, like, you know, they used to, uh, used to have this, this uh, squad photos um, of each year. So I used to like I used to go look at every single ground that we played in South Africa. I used to go look and I'd be like, "Oh, this guy, I know this guy, I know this guy." And then when I got picked up in the CPL, um, I actually went there and, I'm, and I met like a lot of these these guys who played on, in South Africa. And it was so cool because I could like chat to them about them playing in South Africa and now I'm in their you know country. Um, and I could it was just something nice because like again for me it's it's weird because like I'm I'm still a fan of cricket even though I'm like doing this professionally like I'm a fan of these guys you know what I'm saying so to meet these guys and like be able to chat to them and like they talking about places that you know I grew up and I went to and it's just really nice because you know I could have bumped into them when I was like a seven or eight year old and not even recognize them you know what I mean so um, that was the cool thing and just the people in the Caribbean they like they're so cool man like when people say like you know, people from the Caribbean are cool. Trust me, like people <laughs> in the Caribbean are cool, and they just like not too fussed about like too many things that like don't really matter. And the way that they play cricket as well, like I really like that because a lot of flair. Um, for them, like you know, it's not about playing a nice cover drive. It's about like you know what this guy can hit the ball like 130 meters. Um, you know, or this guy can ball rockets. Like for them, like those things are, like, important, you know. Whereas then, like, if you go to other parts of the world, so, like, again, like, you go to Pakistan, like, reverse swing is, like, a thing, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, guys bowling at, like, 90 miles an hour, reverse swinging the ball, like, knocking people's toes over, like, that's cool. Then when you go to, like, India, it's, like, the batting and, like, the spin bowling, you know what I'm saying? Like, go to Australia, it's, like, the bouncy wickets and, like, the pull shots and guys bowling at your head, you know what I'm saying? Like, in England, it's a little lovely. So, like, every country is different. I think that's a, the cool thing is, like, when you're doing something, I think you have to be a fan of what, what you're doing because then you appreciate it so much more. And, like, you kind of, like, when, when you're going through it, like, yeah, you might not even realize, but, like, the impact that you make on, like, other people, like, there are younger guys looking up to you. And I think it's important to kind of uh, pay it forward, you know what I mean? So... Like going to those two countries in particular, because even Pakistan as well, I heard a lot of lot of good things about like playing cricket in Pakistan. How difficult it was! Like when I started playing for South Africa, the guys would be like, you know what? We played at um, at Gaddafi Stadium in Lahore, and Shoaib Akhtar was steaming in from the boundary rope, and like just flying everywhere. Like just picturing all of those things, like it's crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm, I'm sure like you you guys must have like you know people that you know who are older. Your parents must like tell you about um, going to cricket games and you know seeing all these ex legends play, uh, whether it's state cricket or for Australia. You know, hearing these stories; those are all cool stories. You know what I mean? It's pretty special, mm. absolutely. What would you say is the best piece of advice 
you've been given throughout your career playing cricket? I actually wish I wrote everything down. I think that's the one thing that I wish I did. But I've received like lots of different things from like different people. Um, and I honestly, I, I can't even think of one like off the, the top of my head. But um, I think one thing that really stands out, like a common message is like just having fun. And it's funny because like when you're doing it and like especially when you play international cricket, like there's a lot of pressure, right? Because like the game is being beamed like all over the world and like so many eyes on you and like journalists are writing stories and just all these articles and stuff and you sometimes like forget to just enjoy it because at the end of the day it's just a game right so you know whether guys are playing club cricket like you know when you play club cricket and that's why for me it's it's cool like when I've when I've been back in Cape Town obviously now with COVID it's tricky but like prior to that I was, I was actually playing club cricket out there for those guys, like, that's their international cricket. And, like, they, they love it. You know what I mean? And, like, when you go play there, and, you like, you know what? This guy is, is never going to play even, like, first-class cricket. But for him to play club cricket, to rock up on a Saturday morning and play club cricket is, like, the pinnacle. It's like playing the test match at the MCG with 100,000 people. You know what I mean? So like it, like those are the things you gotta really think about, and that gives you perspective. I think like, um, and those things become more important. And I think like, you know, like yeah, it's it's cool playing international cricket, but like, you gotta you gotta really love what you what you do. You know what I mean? For sure. Well, uh, well we really appreciate you giving up so much of your time and uh, giving us so much no uh, advice as well. We've just got a couple of uh, a quick questions to to finish off on. You don't have to think too much about it. Sure. Um, who's oh. the best bowler you faced? Best bowler I faced? That's actually a very difficult one. I don't know. I honestly, I, I, I can't give you like one. I, I don't think I've, I've batted long enough in international cricket <laughs> to be like, no, this guy's been the most difficult guy that I've faced. What about in training or anything? Sorry, Could guys. you give us top three or I something? Train, um, I think Dale Stain. I think probably like the most skillful guy that i faced. The most awkward is probably Morning Morco, just yeah. because mm. of that, that bounce. It's like, yeah. I think that those two guys probably stand out for me. Yeah. Who would you say is the best batter you've bowled to? Oh, Saywag. Really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Test cricket, ODI cricket, TDM cricket, he bats the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wax it. Literally just wax it. Yeah. Uh, who's the best player that you've played with in any team in any tournament around the world? Or top three. Or I'd something. have to go with um, that I've played with. I'd have to go with um, probably AB De Villiers. Mm. I think he's fair enough. He's probably one of the. I mean, he's like he's just seems like he's just playing on a, on a different field. Mm. Um, I think him, and I think a close second would be Quentin de Kock. I, I love yeah. the way that Quentin plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was also lucky enough to to play with Steve Smith, but I think back then. Steve Smith wasn't the Steve Smith that he is now, so yeah. I don't know if he counts as well. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you can count him, yeah. for sure. Yeah. If you could take three people, any three people in the world to dinner, who would it be? Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. I'd take David Beckham as well. Yeah, okay. And then LeBron James. Yeah, yeah okay. Fair enough. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. Well, um, as I said before, Wayne, we really appreciate you giving so much of your time to us and... Uh, chatting to us about everything cricket and, and everything else as well. Um, we can't thank you enough and we hope 
um, or we know we got something out of it as, and we hope our listeners did too and send through those podcasts we'll, um, we'll give them a listen and absolutely you know how they go yeah and uh, yeah we really appreciate it can't thank you enough Oh, thank you very much, guys. Thanks awesome. for having me. Awesome. Thank the, you so much. All the best for any upcoming Sweet. cricket you, you have and, yeah. and you have the full support of the Don't Bowl There boys, unless, of course, you're playing against Australia. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And Don't Bowl There. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Classic. All right, Wayne. Thanks, thanks a lot. Guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks. Wayne. Bye. Bye.